This is KVOM's Morning News Watch, the podcast edition. Good morning. We have overcast skies, 57 degrees at the KVOM studios. Today is Wednesday, the 16th of February, 2022. Rich Molders with your KVOM Morning News Watch. Clouds will be with us throughout the day today. We'll warm up to 69 with a slight chance of afternoon showers. Now, overnight, we've got a chance for severe weather. Thunderstorms possible, 70% chance of rain. Not going to cool off that much. Our low about 60 overnight. Then Thursday morning, we'll have a high of 66 by about 11 o'clock. Then we'll see the temperature fall about 20 degrees during the remainder of the day. Could see some thunderstorms before noon. And gusty winds throughout the afternoon as that temperature falls. Of course, we don't want any of the severe weather, but we do welcome the rain. It's been quite dry. Clear Thursday night, a low of 23. Sunny on Friday and a high of 51. Currently overcast in 57 at the KVOM studios. And let's take time to congratulate our employee of the day today. It's Linda Carr at the Moralton Surgery Clinic. Obituaries this morning. James Roy Day, age 56 of Perry County, died on Friday, February the 11th. Funeral service will be held this Friday, February 18th, at 2 p.m. at the Apollo Church of Christ. Burial will follow at Liberty Cemetery in Adona by Bob Newland Sons Funeral Home of Moralton. Visitation will be held Thursday, February 17th, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Bob Newland Sons Chapel. Linda Sue Flurry, age 74, of Delaware, Arkansas, died on Friday, February 4th. She was a licensed practical nurse for 19 years and was a homemaker. Survivors include two children, Tina Renee Neufer of Russellville and Thomas Ray Flurry II of Delaware, two sisters, two grandchildren, and several other extended family members. The family will announce a memorial service at a later date, arrangements by Rosewood Funerals and Cremations of Moralton and Conway. Sandra May Hudgens, age 74, of Conway, died February 9th. She was a former cook for the Swinging Bridge Restaurant in Heber Springs and is survived by one son, Danny Hudgens Jr. of Conway, one daughter, Kimberly Trimble of Conway, and two granddaughters. Funeral services for Sandra May Hudgens were privately held Monday, February 14th. Arrangements by Rosewood Funerals and Cremations of Moralton and Conway. Daryl Jean Hunt, age 57, of Perryville, died on Saturday, February 12th. Memorial service will be held this Friday, February 18th, 1 p.m. at Perryville Temple Missionary Baptist Church with Brother Gordon Morgan officiating. Arrangements are by Harris Funeral Home of Moralton. William Clyde Spence, age 87, of Moralton, died on Monday, February 14th. He is survived by two sons, Rod Spence of Mississippi and Steve Spence of Moralton, four grandchildren, one great-granddaughter, and one sister. Graveside service for William Clyde Spence will be held Friday, February 18th, 10 a.m. at Wolf Cemetery with Brother Mike Atkinson officiating. Arrangements are by Harris Funeral Home of Moralton. Roberta Tucker, age 59, of Conway, died on February 7th. She is survived by her husband, Robert Tucker, one son, Joshua Wolverton of Conway, one daughter, Katrina Lee of Conway, two sisters, one brother, and one grandson. Services will be privately held by the family with arrangements by Rosewood Funerals and Cremations of Moralton and Conway. 735, overcast in 57 at the KVOM studios, on our way to a high of 69 with cloudy skies and a slight chance of afternoon rain. 
and the potential for severe weather moving in overnight. KVOM's Morning News Watch continues in just a moment. Pettyjean State Bank's all-new free mobile app makes local banking fast, simple, and secure. You can check your balance, deposit checks, pay a bill, transfer funds, and more, all from your mobile device. Transactions are fast, and the app is simple to use. Best of all, it's secure, because Pettyjean State Bank is committed to you and your peace of mind. Online banking customers can download the free PJSB app today from the App Store or Google Play. It's just another way that Pettyjean State Bank is right in town, always in touch. Pettyjean State Bank. Member FDIC, an equal housing lender. You're listening to KVOM's Morning News Watch. 736 and with overcast skies, it's 57 degrees at the KVOM studios. A Greenbrier man who was struck by a vehicle while trying to cross a highway in Conway on foot has died from his injuries. According to Arkansas State Police, 66-year-old Herbert Lee Epperson was attempting to walk across Highway 65B Skyline Drive around 6.20 a.m. February 5th when he was struck by a vehicle in the southbound inside lane. Epperson was transported by ambulance to UAMS in Little Rock following the crash and was pronounced deceased due to injuries sustained in the crash by medical staff at 9 p.m. Monday, February 14th. Most of Arkansas is currently under an elevated fire danger. Low humidity and strong winds led to several very large grass fires in Conway County and at least one prescribed burn that spread, keeping fire departments throughout the county busy all day Tuesday. Speaking at the Moralton City Council meeting Tuesday night, Moralton Fire Chief Earl Eichenberger said officials have temporarily put a hold on the issuance of burn permits, at least until conditions improve. Until the humidity comes up, we get some moisture back in the ground. With the wind that's going on, it, it's a pretty critical situation right now. Eichenberger said the humidity Tuesday was lower and the fire danger was worse than what the area would typically experience during a prolonged drought in midsummer. The Faulkner County Judge's Office issued a countywide burn ban Tuesday afternoon. In his annual State of the City Address Tuesday night, Moralton Mayor Alan Lipsmeyer praised the leadership and teamwork of all city council members, department heads, and city employees for making 2021 one of the best years for the city of Moralton. The mayor also commended the citizens for choosing to shop locally, leading to a $400,000 year-over-year increase in sales tax revenue in 2021. This is what the council and I have been working on for the last seven years. Why we have invested so much money back into our great city, which is around $17 million without raising taxes. And I feel the citizens are seeing that money being kept at home is being put to good use in our in community development and quality of life projects. The mayor also mentioned the growth the city was able to endure in 2021, which he said was spurred by numerous private and commercial development projects. Mayor Lipsmeyer mentioned that over $800 million in investments have been made in the city since he took office in 2015. He promised that 2022 will be another great year with several projects already planned. And he added that he's excited about what has been accomplished as a team and what can be done in the future to make Moralton an even better place to live, work, and play. We'll air the mayor's entire State of the City address coming up a little bit later on during our close-up segment. The city of Moralton is partnering with Funk Bowling to supply new equipment for the recently purchased and soon-to-be-renovated bowling alley. During the group's regular monthly meeting Tuesday, the Moralton City Council approved all three readings of an ordinance to waive the bidding process and purchase the equipment from the company at a cost of $289,000. Mayor Alan Lipsmeyer explained the cost is a little bit higher than the city initially projected to spend on equipment, but it includes a number of added features. 
They added uh, recapping the, the ball return, the guttering, and they're going to sand the floor for us and recode it. And they're giving us new uh, decorative boards above the pin setters. And uh, so quite a few extras that they added. I just feel like for the citizens of Marlton, without having a lot of people in this area to bid on this, and it's, and it's the quickest, they've, they've, I think they've been more than fair with us. Other action taken by the council Tuesday night includes approval to purchase a new fire truck with American Rescue Plan funds to replace a 1988 model truck, approval to sell an old dump truck used by the street department, and approval of all three readings of an ordinance to rezone property across from Point Remove Brewery from R1 to I2 for construction of a parking lot for the company. The 2022-23 school year for the South Conway County School District will begin August 22nd of 2022 and end June 2nd of 2023, according to the academic calendar presented to and approved by the District's Board of Education Monday. The school year will start later than it has in recent years due to a new state law that prohibits schools from beginning classes until two weeks prior to Labor Day. The district had considered an alternate calendar that would put the end date before Memorial Day by implementing longer school days, but Superintendent Sean Halbrook said that plan was scrapped because it wasn't the most beneficial to students. We did a lot of work on the alternate calendar until legal said this is how on some interpretation about days for staff. And it, it just, it didn't benefit our students. Halbrook notes the calendar the board approved, which was supported by the majority of staff members, keeps all the traditional breaks intact and provides for a more normal school year for students and staff. What that does is it protects the week at Thanksgiving. That was something that our staff and I believe our kids need. I believe they need two full weeks at Christmas. And it also keeps President's Day, Good Friday, a winter break, and a fall break. I think kids need breaks, but I think our staff need, need the breaks. Yes. We could have got, we could have taken away President's Day, winter break, fall break, Good Friday, and we could have got out May 26th. But I think our staff, very wise, because I think we're going to need those breaks, and it's just four days after Memorial Day. The district will hold parent-teacher conferences on the days immediately preceding the fall and winter breaks. Next year's Moralton High School graduation is once again scheduled for a Sunday afternoon, May 21st of 2023. Well, let's take a look at our community calendar for you now. The Perry County Extension Service is holding a bull selection and EPD workshop February 23rd, 6 p.m. at the Perryville High School Cafeteria. Guest speaker for the program is Dr. Mark Johnson, professor of animal science and extension specialist at Oklahoma State University. A free dinner will be served with registration through the Perry County Extension Office. You must call 501-889-2661 by today to register. UACCM welcomes Dr. Carlene Kennedy as a guest speaker for its Black History Month presentation Thursday at noon in the UACCM Student Union. The event is free and is open to the public. The South Conway County School District is holding parent-teacher conferences for grades pre-K through 12. Thursday from 2.45 until 7 o'clock, all grades will dismiss at 2.25 p.m. Students will also be out of school in the South Conway County School District this Friday the 18th and Monday the 21st. The Wonderview School District is holding parent-teacher conferences Thursday from 2.30 until 7.30. Students will be dismissed at 2.15 p.m. The Nemo Vista School Board meets Thursday night at 5.30. The Plummerville Lodge of Freemasons meets Thursday night at 7. 
RVAC will issue commodities to all qualifying Conway County residents Friday from 9 till noon at the fairgrounds in Moralton. Participants need to bring their driver's license and know their household income amount. The distribution is a drive-through service and clients will be able to remain in their vehicles. The Perry County Extension Service is offering a series of beginning farmer classes via Zoom. A class on access to credit will be held this Friday night at 6. The cost is $10. Registration is available online at farmandfoodsystem.uada.edu slash classes. Thanks for tuning in to KVOM's Morning News Watch. And we also want to remind you that this News Watch is available as a podcast on the KVOM Podcast channel. You can subscribe for free by going to Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, iHeart, SoundCloud, wherever you listen to podcasts, or you can find it on our website or app. Our weekday morning News Watch podcast is brought to you by Petty Jean State Bank. 745 overcast, 57 at the KVOM studios. Coming up a little later on during our close-up segment, we'll present Moralton Mayor Alan Lipsmeyer's entire State of the City address as read at last night's Moralton City Council meeting. Up next, Eric Tyler has sports and weather as KVOM's Morning News Watch continues. Petty Jean State Bank's all-new free mobile app makes local banking fast, simple, and secure. You can check your balance, deposit checks, pay a bill, transfer funds, and more, all from your mobile device. Transactions are fast, and the app is simple to use. Best of all, it's secure, because Petty Jean State Bank is committed to you and your peace of mind. Online banking customers can download the free PJSB app today from the App Store or Google Play. It's just another way that Petty Jean State Bank is right in town, always in touch. Petty Jean State Bank. Member FDIC, an equal housing lender. KVM's Newswatcher of Sports. I'm Eric Tyler. Sacred Hearts girls and Nemo Vista's girls and boys basketball teams have all qualified for the Class 1A Region 3 tournament and advanced to the semifinals of the 1A4 District Tournament in Marlton with wins on Tuesday. The Lady Knights beat Guy Perkins 59-37. to The Nemo Vista girls got 31 points from Junior K.K. Garris, including 18 in the fourth quarter to get by Western York County 48-40. to Junior Addie Peebles added 12 points for the Lady Redhawks. Nemo Vista's boys had no trouble in their game with Western Yale, beating the Wolverines 71-36. The Redhawks got 14 points from senior Ben DeSalvo and 13 apiece from senior Logan Harper and junior Patrick Perry in the win. Sacred Heart's boys were eliminated as their season came to an end with a 52-36 loss to Mount Vernon Enola. The Knights got 10 points apiece from junior Avery Pettengill and sophomore Mason Dold in that loss and in their season with a record of 7-19. The semifinals of that district tournament will be played Thursday. Sacred Hearts girls will play Mount Vernon Enola at 4 p.m., followed by the Wonderview boys against Mount Vernon Enola at 5-15. A girls game between Wonderview and Nemo Vista will follow that at 6-30, and the Nemo, and the Nemo Vista boys will take on Guy Perkins in the late game at 7-45 p.m. Those games, again, are being played at the Marlton Junior High Gym. Marlton's senior girls and boys now know who they'll be playing in their first 4A4 district tournament games at Subiaco on Thursday. The girls will play Dardanelle after the Lady Lizards beat Heber Springs 46-36 in a first-round game on Tuesday. The boys will play Pottsville. The Apaches beat Clarksville 48-43 last night. In Tuesday's other first-round games from that tournament, the Ozark girls edged Clarksville 40-39 in overtime, and the Dardanelle boys beat Ozark 37-29. Marlton's boys game against Pottsville will start at 5.30 p.m. Thursday. The girls game against Dardanelle will follow at 7. And we'll have the broadcast of both of those games for you live on KVOM. 
The 23rd-ranked Arkansas men's basketball team beat Missouri 76-57 Tuesday night behind 23 points from Stanley Mude, 17 from J.D. Note, and double-doubles from Jalen Williams and Trey Wade. The Razorbacks are now 20-6 overall, 9-4 in Southeastern Conference play in advance of a showdown with number 16 Tennessee on Saturday. The Central Arkansas men's team takes on Bellarmine at 7 o'clock tonight in the Ferris Center. You can hear the broadcast of that game live on our sister station, 92.7 Jack FM. Look at weather now at 749 on this Wednesday. We've got humidity right now at 72% in Moralton with south winds at 10 miles per hour. Bear market pressure 30.1 inches. Our low temperature this morning, 54 degrees. High yesterday was 68. A year ago today, if you can remember this, the low, negative 6 degrees. 6 degrees below zero was our overnight low a year ago today. The high was only 21. Again, that was in the midst of that big snowstorm. No rainfall the last 24 hours at KVOM total for the year, 5.81 inches. Our sunset this evening will be at 5.54. Sunrise tomorrow morning at 6.55. And our weather forecast calls for some clouds today. Slight chance of afternoon showers with a high near 69 degrees, low of 60 tonight. 70% chance of rain, up to 100% chance for Thursday morning. And could see some thunderstorms as well in the overnight hours. Uh, tomorrow, that uh, chance of rain again mainly in the morning, decreasing chances by the afternoon. A high near 66, but that'll probably come in the morning, and then temperatures falling a bit through the day, all the way down to 23 for the low Thursday night, and then a little bit cooler day Friday, high of 51, but back in low to mid 60s by Saturday and Sunday. And looks like chance of rain uh, returning early next week as well. Right now, we have got overcast skies, 57 degrees in Marlton at 751. Newswatch continues in just a moment. Pettyjean State Bank's all-new free mobile app makes local banking fast, simple, and secure. You can check your balance, deposit checks, pay a bill, transfer funds, and more, all from your mobile device. Transactions are fast, and the app is simple to use. Best of all, it's secure, because Pettyjean State Bank is committed to you and your peace of mind. Online banking customers can download the free PJSB app today from the App Store or Google Play. It's just another way that Pettyjean State Bank is right in town, always in touch. Pettyjean State Bank. Member FDIC, an equal housing lender. This is Newswatch on KVOM, and in lieu of an interview for our close-up segment this morning, we're going to bring you the entire State of the City address delivered by Marlton Mayor Alan Lipsmeyer last night. So 2021 has been one of the best years for the City of Marlton. I want to thank our council for their hard work and, and dedication to the city and believing in our vision. We have an outstanding group of department heads that go in above and beyond the call of duty. They are efficient and conservative, and that's what helps us build a surplus at the end of every year. Our employees are second to none. They have been asked to do a lot in this past year and have done remarkable work using their talents to further the city's work. They were, we were able to provide the city services during this pandemic. We were able to reward them with some premium pay and another 3% raise. We have hired a new park director who has hit the ground running and brings restaurant experience and has run a bowling alley. We have seen our sales tax dollars increase by $400,000 over 2020. And for the first month of 2022, it's increased $20,000.
This is because our citizens are keeping, keeping more of their money at home and the online purchases receiving that sales tax dollars also. This is what the council and I have been working on for the last seven years, why we have invested so much money back into our great city, which is around $17 million without raising taxes. And I feel the citizens are seeing that money being kept at home is being put to good use in the community, in the, in the community development and quality of life projects. One of the factors I believe makes the city grow is dirt turning simultaneously all over town. And we have seen that. We've issued 29 building permits this year, that uh, last year that is valued over $7 million. This growth led to an increase in our population. With the results of the census, we are now 6,995. We are up to over $800 million in investment since January 1, 2015. Some of the investments for 2021 include Family Dollar, Big Cuppa, Second and Third Location, 4K Nutrition, Rockin' A Arts, Blackwoods Landing and Sports Grill, M&B Termite and Pest Control, Marlton Med Spa, Melba Peach Candle Company, Harps Purchase of the Old Kroger and Future Remodel, Mouse Pecans, McNeil Farms Meat Sales, The Crack House, Mackey's Catfish Food Truck, the start of a food park on the corner of Division and Elm Street, new park equipment at the city park. We partnered with the Juvenile Probation Office to open Sullivan Park to the public. They're using the majority of the building for their office. It has a community room that DHS is using for family visits and Union Baptist Church that burned is using it for services and the public, and, and the public is using the park. It also has the beginnings of a community garden space. We've bought new police cars. Coons Electric sold to the third generation of family members to carry on the tradition of excellence in Marlton. And one of the most exciting is the purchase of the new of the Bolinellian skating rink. Things to look forward to in 2022. The Devil Dog Arena will be the setting for the 1A state championship for the second time since 2017. This will be the first. This will be the first of March, and this is another great opportunity for our school and our city to shine. Munching on Main Street is coming back this year in March. The opening of the bowling alley and skating rink with a complete makeover, and our tennis court makeover, and additional, an addition of pickleball, pickleball courts. Our new sewer system will be complete this year. That will make it more efficient and increase capacity. Harps getting open. Ortega's moving to their new location. Start of the Holyfield Place downtown. Integrity Insurance will build a new building on North St. Joseph. McGee Vet Clinic expansion should be complete. Several buildings downtown have been purchased and look forward to new opportunities and businesses this will bring. A new Union Baptist Church, Southside Fitness. Harding Street will be milled out and all five lanes paved. Oak and Division will be milled out and paved by the Highway Department. South St. Joseph, Green, Bridge, and Branch Street will be milled out and repaid with a state aid program through the Highway Department. A new sidewalk along Oak from Harding to pass Spring Meadows to connect that subdivision to be able to walk most anywhere. Completion of the sidewalk on South St. Joseph and Green Street when completed, this will connect all of our schools by sidewalks. We've received $1.3 million from the American Rescue Plan money 
We are able to give our employees some premium pay and $100,000 to the Holyfield Place, and we plan to give nonprofits up to $100,000, purchase of a fire truck, and do some paving. All of these th great things happened during an unprecedented pandemic. Our community chose to try to keep our citizens safe while at the same time not shut down, but to keep moving forward. We have had the best financial years ever during COVID. That's because we are a great community. We are still getting new businesses and people are moving here. All these improvements are gearing us up for the 2024 eclipse. This is going to bring people from all over the world to our town to see the best kept secret in the world. There are so many exciting things going on now and in the near future, we have to capitalize on them. We are a great community. We are a team. We are a family. We are moral. And this is Newswatch on KVOM. You've been listening to KVOM's Morning News Watch, the podcast edition.